Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, May the 19th, as we continue to trudge along here, continue to get through our uh, new normal, as we've been calling it. And um, it does seem like there is hope and optimism on the other side of this as we are um, hopefully progressing towards sports returning in the not-too-distant future. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the baseball plan to return potentially on July 1st. We'll talk more about that tomorrow um, as we'll continue to, you know, like two or three shows a week really end up being about that as there's so much to digest with it with the health and safety protocols we talked about yesterday. Of course, the money of it all, the as we've talked about many times, the idea that I think ultimately that they will not let money stop them from having a baseball season this year, which would be literally the worst look for the sport since 1919, potentially. I mean, um, it would just be such a horrendous look. So I I do think that they will figure it out. The cooler heads will prevail that Rob Manfred will walk in a room and break a bat over a table and say, this is not happening or or something like that, you know, something along those lines. But um, today, I wanted to have a little fun and reminisce a little bit as on WIP this week, it's doing a really fun uh, theme for the week, which has been once and for all. The idea being that once and for all, we're going to settle the debates, the the long-standing, long-running topics that have been discussed in WIP history. This is the week we settle them. Yesterday, it was Donovan McNabb, overrated, underrated. Today... At WIP, the debate was, who was the most important member of the 2008 Philadelphia Phillies? And I thought, well, that's a fun one. Why don't we talk about it on Phillies today as well? Because I do have strong feelings about it. And um, to start, first and foremost, shout out to the 2008 team. This is not a pitting one against the other type of thing. Is They are all our heroes. They are all beloved in this city forever. Um, and, and also one of the things that really, you know, in talking about it and really going through, and again, I do have strong opinions about it, but at the same time, 
Um, it, it does kind of bring up how important all these guys were. And, and you know, you talk about, and what we'll talk about today are really the main five, four for me, but you know, you'll throw Brad Lidge in, but it, it really comes down to, to Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, Cole Hamels, Chase Utley, and Brad Lidge for a lot of people. Not as much for me, but I, I'll get into that. Um, I do think Lidge was important, don't get me wrong, but but it is really crazy to think about. Then you still had Jason Worth, you still had Shane Victorino, Carlos Ruiz. I mean, there were so many important members of that team. It was such a it was such a fun team to root for. And I know I've talked on this show recently about going back and watching game five of two thousand eight and um it was just a special team. It was a special run. And I, I do think that, you know, you could I think it would be could be a different discussion. It's the same answer for me, but I think potentially a different discussion of who was the most important person over the five-year run, the 07 to 11 run where they made the playoffs all those years, um, as opposed to just 2008. But I do think it is a little more compelling to talk just 2008, and that was the the topic at WIP. But on a, on a basic level, I just um, there's so many guys on that team that that mean so much to me, and I think mean so much to Philly. I mean, Jason Worth. I know there's been a <laughs> You know, um, a bit of a uh, a terse relationship between Worth and Philadelphia fans. So I think we're finally over that hill. But I mean, what a what a fun guy to have on your team. What a clutch player he was. Came through in so many big spots. Shane Victorino, so many big hits from Shane Victorino, and and obviously just a super fun guy to watch play. And Carlos Ruiz, I mean, so underrated with what he did with that staff, the way he. Went about his business on a night-to-night basis was so impressive. The bullpen itself, whether you're not just Lidge, but how important were Madsen and Romero? I mean, those guys were massive pieces in that run, in the success they had. Of course, you know, not 08 itself, but 09 and, and forward, you get Cliff Lee, you get Howdy. I mean, there were so many guys there that really were just super fun to root for. And it was such a fun team to, to um, have after – especially as I'm 38, you know, someone who the 93 Phillies literally the only team that made the playoffs in my cognizant lifetime until 2007. So um, to have gone so long and not just 93, but then they were so bad surrounding 93, you know, before, after um, the entirety of my lifetime, the worst team in the history of professional sports and all that. I mean, I was there when they lost their 10,000th game to the St. Louis Cardinals, becoming the first team in the four major sports in America to lose 10,000 times. I mean, it was, um, there's a lot of losing. There's a lot of sadness. There was a lot of disappointment. And this run, and granted, I know whole different discussion is if they underachieved in the sense they should have won more than one World Series, but they got us a title and they gave us five years of Complete and utter dominance and, and you know, two World Series trips, 102 in season. I mean, it was just something that, as someone who grew up a Phillies fan watching other than 93, these just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment type of teams, not even disappointments, you weren't expecting anything. You know, just bad baseball teams your whole life. To, to have this run was so meaningful, and really all these guys matter. You know, all those guys matter historically in Philadelphia and, and personally for me and people like me, so... Um, not to pit them all against each other, but now let's pit them all against each other. <laughs> we, look, the discussion is, is a tough one. And um, for me, it's the big four. It's between Rollins, Howard, Utley, and, and Hamels. And again, this is just for 2008, not the whole run, because there are different, like, you know, 
I think when you look at just 08, obviously Cole Hamill's far more important than when you consider 09 as well and the, the disaster that season was for him and all that. But um, I don't think there's any question over the five-year run Chase Utley was the most important player. I think that's almost a fact, practically, just in terms of numbers, in terms of importance, all that. But um, just looking at 08, um, and we'll get to it, but still have a pretty similar feeling on the on the run as opposed to 08. But when you think about it, it's a really... It's a fascinating thing to discuss. First and foremost, let me um, knock Brad Lidge out of the discussion here. And, man, it's nothing personal because I super appreciate what Brad Lidge did in that season. Uh, I thought that he was massively important to that Phillies team. And, um, obviously, the 48 for 48, when you include the playoffs, just was um, just an incredibly important player. Um, for them to have that the back of the game the end of the game just shut down lock it down all right you know lights out lidge it's done was very meaningful and i don't want to take away from it but you just can't compare a closer to players who play far more often i mean lidge pitched 70 innings that year or whatever 72 innings cole hamels pitched 220 plus just during the regular season not including dominance in the postseason i mean the other three guys played every single day so um, while I appreciate it. And again, I, I think that's why this discussion is, is fun, but also um, difficult because um, it's hard to really disqualify anyone. It's hard to take away what they meant. Um, and again, they, they all needed to contribute for them to win the World Series. They were all crucial. Brad Lidge was crucial. Again, I'm talking about them like the fifth spot. I would never put a closer in the fifth spot on any team. The importance, maybe Mariano Rivera, but that's how big Lidge was. So it's not to demean what Lidge did. It's just that for me, he's not on the same level as the other four for the 2008 season. And again, a brilliant season. And and like I said before, Romero, Madsen, and Durbin, and all those guys in the pen, Scott Air. I mean, those guys were were great. Like having a shutdown bullpen, something you can count on is so massively important when you get to October. You remember that from that time. It's just how comfortable you feel when you know you can hand it to the pen and they're going to handle it you know that really matters um and you know we'll talk more about the pen this season this 2020 phillies you know assuming it happens which we feel it will but um i mean it, uh, i'm incredibly nervous about it i think it's the weakest part of the team but you go back to it it was just such a massive positive for this team so lidge deserves to be mentioned 48 for 48 is is no Nothing to sneeze at, so to speak, but for me, it's a, a step below the other four guys. So for me, the discussion of who was the most important player in the Phillies World Series winning season of 2008 comes down to the other four guys. It's Hamels, Howard, Rollins, Utley. I'll go from four to one for how I see it, at least. And again, this is not for the entirety of the run, because it would be a different list for me for the entirety of the run, but just for 2008, I think... The fourth most important person has to be Jimmy Rollins, which is crazy because I think in 07, look, he won the MVP in 07. He was obviously the catalyst. And again, that's why this is such a tough thing to discuss because all of them were crucial. You take any one of those four guys out, you probably don't win the World Series. Legitimately. I mean, those four guys all in their own way were so massively important to this team. But I think Rollins is fourth, even though, again, the bona fides for Rollins, uh, one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball, was the best defensive player on the team was the lightning rod for the team, was the 
catalyst from a swag type of perspective. I mean, he was the guy who gave them their confidence. I think that's incredibly important. But you just can't ignore the season he had. Again, coming off an MVP season, a dominant, dominant season, he just wasn't the same player in, in 2008. And that's okay, but... I mean, he only batted 277 as opposed to 296 the year before, 11 homers as opposed to 30 the year before, and 21 the year after, nine triples as opposed to 20, 59 RBI as opposed to 94 the year before, so the 47 seals, that is nice, um, 100 runs scored, uh, excuse me, 76 runs scored as opposed to 139 the year before and 100 the year after. Now, granted, only played 137 games as opposed to 162 the year before, 155 the year after, so... That did hinder him a bit, but it just wasn't as good a season for Alms. That's okay. You know, he was still, again, the the heart and soul of that team from a confidence perspective, from a leadership perspective. Rollins mattered. Again, you don't win the World Series without him. And again, best defensive player on the team, one of the best defensive shortstops in the league at the most important position other than catcher defensively. Rollins was a massive part of that team. So I don't want to take anything away from Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins, but I think definitively, if we're just talking about 2008, I think Rollins has to be fourth on that list. I think it's just the only way to do it. Um, third on the list, and and here's the point where I, I could see, honestly, I could see arguing for any of these three guys as number one, whether it's Howard, Hamels, Utley, whoever it is, I think they all have a case to be most important. But Ryan Howard, um, second in MVP voting. In 2008, in the National League, played 162 games, had 48 home runs and 146 RBI. Both led the leagues. Those are massive, massive numbers. The 339 OBP is a little lower than you'd like to see. Only an 881 OPS, lower than you'd like to see. It was actually better from an offensive perspective, both in 07 and 09. Um, OPS-wise, 976 the year before, 1084 the year before that, 931 in 2009, so lowest OPS of the three years, but still was a massively important part of the team and really gave them something they didn't have anywhere else. I mean, they had some pop, they had some really good hitters, but they only had one guy who could go on a run and, and throw the team on his back, and that was Ryan Howard. I mean, Howard was a masher. I mean, Ryan Howard was a a beast of a player. And really, as we all know, once the season would get going, um, really would hit it in a high gear and was one of the great second-half players of of my lifetime. Certainly somebody you could count on was going to struggle early on and then was going to figure it out, get his groove, and and be the kind of guy who hits 10 homers in a month or whatever, you know, just like a real dominant type player, 11 homers in a month, whatever. I mean, he was that kind of hitter. That's hard. You don't see that. Um, he was a beast, um, as certainly once the first half of the season was over and he would dive in and really lock in. And again, was it was a massively important part of that team, again, for the, for the idea that he was the guy who you felt like was the, the person you had to account for. You know, he was the guy who, who pitchers feared. You know, Ryan Howard, one mistake, boom, gone. You know, you can, you can make some mistakes some other guys. Ryan Howard, gone. It's over. So I, I think that you can't underrate what Howard meant to the team. And I know that, you know, Howard obviously is the only person who finished his career with the Phillies of those three guys. I know he did the four guys, the main four guys. Um, I know he did the whole minor league thing with the, the Braves and all that, but never actually made it to the majors. Didn't count. Um, and 
I think that the contract, which was a disaster, you know, the contract extension from Amaro to Howard after the 08, uh, 09 season, 10 season that, that, um, was just a, a disastrous contract looking at the way big players age and all that. And then of course the injury against the Cardinals, the torn Achilles, never the same player, all that type of stuff. But I think watching Howard decline here, watching him kind of lose it is stuck in our minds. You know, it's something that we can't forget. And I think it's something that is probably unfairly held against him in terms of his legacy in Philadelphia, that we kind of look at Howard as the person who, um, you know, yeah, he was, he was awesome. A five-year run that is unassailable. Um, but then was a real disappointment for the last portion of that contract cost tons of money and, and wasn't a good baseball player. Really, you know, by the end was, it was a mess. You know, it was a really a straight up bad baseball player making $30 million, $25 million, whatever it was a year. So I do think that colors the way we've looked at Ryan Howard. I think of this group before, I think he's probably the one who's gotten the least credit over the years for just how good he was, just how great he was, just how important he was. Um, so I think Ryan Howard really deserves more credit than he's gotten. And for me, he's number three on the list, which, again, this is important that they're, all these guys mattered. So this is not to take away from one or the other, but um, if we're just talking 2008. Howard, for me, is number three. And then number two, um, and honestly, one and two, I, I really I could see the argument for both, but... For me, number two is Cole Hamels. Um, he's not number one because he didn't play every day. And I know that that is not a, a, the only distinguishing thing between a pitcher and a catcher and any judgment and all that, but it does matter. And Hamels was really good during the regular season, but he wasn't elite during the regular season. However, once the playoffs started, Cole Hamels was elite. 5-0 and in the playoffs, or 4-0, 5-0 in his starts, um, was just brilliant. I mean, Cole Hamels was brilliant in the postseason, in the biggest of games, in the biggest of moments. Obviously, Game 5, um, the rain, just chugging it out, just pitching brilliantly, just getting out. I mean, Cole Hamels was locked in in the most important time in the history of, uh, not the history of the franchise, but certainly the history of the franchise since 1980. I mean, he was, I'm a big believer in, what people do when it matters most matters to me. And Cole Hamels, when the lights were brightest, when the season was on the line, Cole Hamels was dominant. And granted, 2009, a different story. He was a mess in 2009. Obviously, the famous quote in the World Series about just wanting the season to be over, it was really the opposite of what he was in 08. In 08, he was the go-to guy. He was the guy who you needed big outs Give the ball to Cole Hamels. He was going to go get you big outs. Again, could not have pitched better during that stretch run. 35 innings in the playoffs and five starts. That is strong. That is impressive. And again, was the, the best and the biggest of moments. Was awesome in the World Series. You go back and watch that game five. In the pouring rain, the driving rain, this guy is just still able to throw darts and get outs that they needed. Just, um, again, I, I, I don't think you can underrate how important Guaymas was. He was the NLCS MVP. He was the World Series MVP. You can't take that away. I mean, that is everything. That is massive. That's why Guaymas was super close to being the most important player of that run. I mean, I, again, if you want to really fight me and say he's the most important player, I'm not going to fight you to the death about it. I disagree, 
But Cole Hamels was that crucial and that important in that run. The only reason he's not the most important player in that run is because of Chase Utley. And Chase Utley, I think, and again, I know he's a lot of people's favorite players, and that doesn't matter, don't get me wrong, you know, but forget that. Just in terms of the best. Chase Utley was the best player on that Phillies team. He was the best player for that run, and specifically 2008. Chase Utley had the second highest war in all of baseball in 2008. After Albert Pools, he was nine wins above replacement. He had the most hits on the team, the most runs scored, the highest on base percentage, the highest OPS+. plus. He was a brilliant defender at second base, made the most important play of the season in game five, getting Jason Bartlett out at home, faking the first base. He was the the headiest play you could possibly watch a player make, just a baseball play, you know, just a uh, that guy gets it type of play. He was so smart and so heady, and that's the thing too with Utley that I think is impossible to quantify, but again, just statistically, he was the best player on the team. End the discussion. Statistically, he was the best player on the team. Period. Period. That's, I mean, there's no argument. Sorry. That's it. He was statistically the best player on the team. Whether you believe in statistics or not, or analytics or not, whatever, statistically, there is no argument. He was the best player on the team. He was one of the best players in baseball. He was the best second baseman in baseball for five years. He's a Hall of Fame second baseman. Chase Utley is that great. Of this group of guys we're talking about, in my opinion, Chase Utley, the only Hall of Famer. I know a lot of people think Rollins has a better case. I don't. Rollins a compiler. Utley was a peak guy, and his peak was way higher. Chase Utley was one of the best second... He's probably a top 10 second baseman in the history of the game. I mean, Chase Utley is that type of player. Maybe a top 15 second baseman in the history of baseball. He's that good. And was that good during that time. But I think the thing that that we can't quantify as well, that that can't be ignored when we're talking about Chase Utley at that time, is how important he was to the team as the model of consistency. As the person that everyone on that team looked to for how do I go about my business. Everyone in baseball. I mean, there are a few players in baseball who you can say are the the pillar of how to go about your business. We talk about Mike Trout that way now. Derek Jeter was that type of guy. There, there are a few guys you can look at and be like, that guy is, that's how you do it. Fathers would tell their sons when they're teaching them baseball, you want to play baseball like Chase Utley. That's what he was. And it's almost a cliche, but he did run out every ball. He did think out every play. He was such a smart player. He's thinking four, five, six moves ahead, six batters ahead. He's thinking in every situation. And that play, uh, uh, the Bartlett, getting Bartlett out home in game five, I mean, is a perfect example of that. And that is just baseball. That is knowing baseball. That is reacting in the moment, knowing exactly what to do if a ball comes to you in this situation. You already know. He knew he was going to fake to first and throw him. Like, he knew. He, he had already thought it out in his head. He was ready for it. That's the type of player Chase Utley was, and I think he was that type of presence for that team. He set the tone. Rollins certainly set the tone from a a public consumption perspective, a leader of the team in the media. Obviously, Chase was quiet on that, but Chase set the tone in that clubhouse. 
Chase set the tone on that field. He was the metronome of that team. He was the consistent effort, the consistent smarts, the consistent night to night. This is what this guy did, and he set he set the tone for that Phillies team in a way that was is ineffable, is hard to to wrap your fingers around, but was incredibly important while also being the best player on that team statistically i test all of it chase sutley and again all these guys mattered it is not to take anything away from any of them including lidge including worth victorino guys we're not even talking about they all mattered they all played their role in the 2008 phillies winning the world series but no one was more important than chase sutley facts chase sutley was the most important player of the 2008 phillies and the best player and that's where i come down it's a fun discussion to have. It's fun to even think about the 2008 Phillies. Wouldn't it? It just makes you think, man, I really want the Phillies to get back there. I want to see him play playoff baseball. I want to see him play in the World Series. I'm, it, 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 is, it is all I want right now is to see this Phillies team figure it out and get to the playoffs. And hopefully Joe G, Joe Girardi is the guy who's going to take him there. And I, I believe in him and I believe in the potential. Um, but obviously we're not there and it's going to take time to get back there. Um, and uh, fingers crossed. But as far as 08 goes, for me, Outley the most important. And um, again, shout out to all those guys. They all matter. I'll never forget any of them, and, and thank you for all they did. Um, and it's fun to do this. We'll do some more ones for all stuff later this week. Again, Gabe Kapler on Friday, maybe some other stuff before then, and continue to uh, touch base on where baseball's at in its quest to return and, and you know, all that stuff as um, we continue to cover it. So, um, Thank you for letting me wax poetic about the 2008 Phillies today. It's been fun, and uh, we'll continue to, to have fun with some of this other stuff this week. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.